travel many roads. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on when and where you're tuning in. This is episode 40 of the Blue Collar Executive Podcast, and I am your host, Lewis Talby Jr. Yesterday, I had one of my old baseball players text to say hello. He said, I see you're always aiming to improve, and I responded back, that's right. Because if we get to a point where there's no room for improvement, then we're done. And as long as I'm waking up every morning, I'm not done. Well, we're just getting started with this podcast, so let's go. I recently had someone say to me, I listen to every podcast waiting to hear that Bob Johansson story. It's a true story that I've shared many times over the years, mostly with young people who are still trying to figure out which way to go with their career. The moral of the story is never being afraid to accept opportunities to improve yourself. Well, actually, there's a few points to the story, and I'll highlight them as we go. When I was a teenager, I worked in the seasonal department of a furrow building material. For you young folks, furrows was the Home Depot before Home Depot existed. The only real difference was we wore red aprons instead of orange ones. Our tagline was, if you need any assistance finding any item, ask any salesperson in red and they will gladly assist you. Well, I proudly wore my red apron and I helped everyone that asked about a gas grill, lawnmower, or any other seasonal item. I really enjoyed that job and just knew that I was destined to run my own store someday. On the other side of the store, in the electrical department, we had a new guy in a red apron. His name was Bob. No one really knew much about Bob other than that he was very knowledgeable with electric and he wasn't from around there which was given away by his thick East Coast Jersey accent. I used to love listening to him talk to customers. He would say things like, Yeah, you just push the wire down the conduit there and then you twist your wire nuts on, bada bing, bada boom, you're the coolest guy in the whole neighborhood. (laughs) I don't know if he ever really helped anybody do a job, but he certainly gave them the confidence that they could do it. Well, being the curious guy that I am, I would venture over to the electrical department when I needed a break from assembling grills and lawnmowers, and I would quiz Bob on how different things worked. He was always happy to teach me, and over a few weeks' time, he actually taught me quite a bit. Now, he was a generation older than me, so I never really got to know him outside of the red aprons, but I always looked forward to working the same shifts as him so he could show me the new tricks and gadgets. Then one day, after about a month, Bob didn't show back up to work. No call, no nothing. He just disappeared. And again, no one really knew him or how to contact him, so the store manager just wrote it off as he quit. I was really shocked and disappointed. I mean, we were not friends, but we were good teammates. The following week, I was in the middle of selling a lady some gutters, and I heard an announcement over the intercom. Lewis, you have a call on extension 123. That really was our seasonal extension. I got a pretty good memory. I picked up the phone and said, The seasonal department, this is Lewis, how may I help you? I heard on the other end, and I quote, Lewis, it's Bob Johansson. I want you to come and work for me. I said, I said wait, Bob who? And where do you work? He said, it's Bob from the electrical department. I work at the Cincinnati Marriott, and I want you to come here and be my electrician. I said, Bob, you know the extent of my knowledge and experience in electrical is three weeks with you in the aisle of this store. He said, forget about it. We'll get you trained and licensed. Just come and see me. 
So the next day, I walked into the Cincinnati Marriott wearing my nicest pair of jeans and the cleanest t-shirt I could find. I told the receptionist I was there to meet Bob, and she said, Please have a seat. Mr. Johansson will be with you shortly. Ooh, Mr. Johansson. A few minutes later, a group of men in three-piece suits came walking in, and Bob was leading them. He smacked me on the back and said, Come on in. I was speechless. This is the guy that was wearing the red apron a couple weeks ago. Well, later I learned the whole story. See, Bob was in hotel management, and he had transferred around a lot. In fact, he had lived in seven different states in the previous seven years. He had came here for the Cincinnati Hilton, but then decided that he didn't like it, so he left. And while he was waiting on a new hotel opportunity to open up, he just joined Furrows for something to do and to have insurance for his family. So point number one, always remember that you never really know who you may be talking to. Bob and I sat down in his office and he said, So are you going to be my electrician or what? I hesitated and said again, I don't know how to do that. He said, Lewis, I know exactly how much you know. And I know what the job requires. And I'm offering you the job. If you want to be a retail manager, stay where you are. But if you want to learn a new trade, give me a call. I left there and I gave it a lot of thought over the next couple of days. I went in and asked the payroll clerk, who was also a friend of mine, how much money the GM of Furrows made. She said $40,000, and that was really good at the time, but knowing that if I pursued this as a career, that was the top of the line for me. And I observed the GM as he walked around the store. And while I loved what I was doing at the age of 18, I couldn't picture myself loving his job when I was 50. So I gave Furrow my notice, and two weeks later, I became the electrician by day and attended electrical school at night. I obtained my license in residential and commercial. I had 365 guest rooms that were wired residential, and then several kitchens, restaurants, banquet rooms, laundry, and common area that was wired commercial. So it was an incredible training ground. But one week after getting my license, Bob called me in and said, I'm promoting you to my HVAC mechanic. I was floored. I said, Bob, I don't know anything about HVAC. He said, you know a lot more than you think you know, because 80% of HVAC is electrical. So right into my new role I went, and right back to night school. Again, 365 HVAC units, 65 rooftop units, boilers, refrigeration equipment all over the place. I learned fast and became a really good mechanic. But shortly after graduating school and getting my HVAC license, Bob called me in again. He said, I'm leaving and I'm promoting the maintenance supervisor to my position and you to his position. I was blindsided. By this time, I had grown very fond of Bob and hoped to spend my entire career working for him. I said, where are you going? He said, I'm going fishing. The weather's getting nice and I want to take the summer off and spend with my son. Bob was not only one of the smartest men I ever met, but he was also the coolest. He always reminded me of the Fonz with his cool demeanor and attitude and he actually even looked like him a little bit. So point two would be never allow fear to hold you back from trying new things. I was 20 years old, had four licenses in my pocket, and was on my way to a career in hotel management, none of which would have happened if Bob had not have believed in me and pushed me. Well, after a couple of years, Johnson & Johnson opened a new medical plan in town, and they made me a job offer. I tested in as an electrician, and I aced that test. However, I saw they had a boiler mechanic job opening, and knowing that that paid much more, I applied for it. And again, I aced that test. I remember thinking, thank you, Bob, although I had no idea where he was. 
I had heard he left town, but hadn't spoken to him since he had left the Marriott. He left as mysteriously as he came. But then one day I was working in the boiler room at Johnson & Johnson and the phone rang. I answered and I heard, Lewis, it's Bob Johansson. I want you to come work for me. I said, Bob, where are you? He said, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. I just opened the Suns basketball stadium. I want you to come here and run the operations for it. I was flattered and I would have loved that job. But my wife was pregnant and my mother had just passed away, so I had to decline. I later returned to the hotel industry, and after moving to Indianapolis for a few years, I came back to the same Cincinnati Marriott to fill the same executive position that Bob Johansson held. I only spoke to Bob one more time after that, and he had just moved to Seattle, Washington, and owned a pet store called Bob's Pets. That was 25 years ago, so who knows where he's at now. It really wouldn't surprise me one bit to go in a voting booth and see Bob Johansson on a presidential ballot someday. Well, that's my Bob Johansson story. I apologize for the cheesy Jersey accent, but it's hard for me to say his name without trying to talk like him. Again, I think there's many good points to be made in this story, but I believe the most important one is to not get so comfortable that you're afraid to try something new. Now, if you're happy and content where you're at, well, that's one thing. But if you're waking up to an alarm clock every morning going to a job that you don't like, it's time to look for a new opportunity. Just hold your breath and jump. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? You lose seniority at a job that you hate anyway? You find out that the new venture isn't what you want? Well, the one you had wasn't either, so jump again. Look, we get one shot here, and the older I get, the more I realized how fast that shot goes by. Don't spend another minute being unhappy. When I was a kid, my neighbor's dad showed me a demonstration. He took a bucket of water and told me to stick my hand in it and splash around all I wanted. Then he said, pull your hand out. Within a few seconds, the water calmed back down and became completely still again. He said, that's the way our life in this world works. So make as big a splash as you can while you're here. I have never forgotten that, and my goal is to splash my dang bucket empty before my journey ends. I am still as curious as ever and still look every day for new things to try and do. Sometimes I try things and they don't work out, and sometimes I find some great things. But either way, I have no regrets. See, that's the key. If you take a leap to try something, give it as much thought and prayer as you can until you feel it's the right thing to do in your heart. But also, go into it knowing that you will not regret it. Oh, you may not like it. It may not be what you expected. But you got an experience that you would have never gotten had you not have tried it. And you would have spent the rest of your life wondering what if. Remember, in life, we will never succeed more than we fail. So never regret failure. If your heart's telling you to do it, never allow your head to talk you out of it. Have you ever heard the saying that most people miss success by 12 inches? That's the distance between your head and your heart. So again, if you're happy where you are, well, that's great. But always remember that if you keep doing what you're doing, you will keep getting exactly what you're getting. So don't ever be afraid to try something new. And with that, we'll conclude another episode of the Blue Collar Executive Podcast. I hope you found some value in it, or at the very least found it entertaining. I hope you all make a giant splash in this world and enjoy all life has to offer. And thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.